Guys, it's episode 97. It's Taryn Duberil. I'm the owner of CrossFit Function. This is the 1% Better Podcast. And today, I wanted to dive into something more recession-themed. Oh, dare I say that word. But I want to approach this topic because, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about the price of groceries lately. So I thought it would be a good idea today to talk about how to meal plan your way to savings at the grocery store. I love this concept. So I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks along the way, and we're going to talk about how we can save some money at the grocery store. Don't, don't forget that if this is important to you, which it should be saving money, we all want to save money, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that might be, so that I know to keep producing episodes like this. CFF presents 1% Better a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, let's jump right into it. So meal planning your way to savings at the grocery store. Let's talk us. We've all heard this sage advice. Don't ever shop for groceries on an empty stomach. Man, that is the worst. <laughs> I know that when that happens to me, that you can guarantee, like, what is your go-to food when you go to the grocery store hungry? I always end up at the back of Superstore. They have like those prepared foods and things, things that they make in the deli and stuff like that. I love their pizza subs. Like, I'm just going to come right out and say it. And when I go in there on an empty stomach, that is the thing that I usually come out with. And it is gone on my car ride home. Guilty, guilty. Just going to throw that out there. Hit me back with what your go-to thing is when you go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. You know, it's, it's doubly true, especially not to shop for groceries on an empty stomach if you're trying to cut costs because of inflation. Um. When you go grocery shopping without a plan, it means you're going to be mindless. You're going to be rushed. You're going to make frantic purchases that are going to drive up the cost. And they most likely don't align with your health and fitness goals. Like my pizza sub, definitely not. But I'm sure that you've been there. You know, fridge is empty. You're pressed for time. So you rush to the closest store and you just start tossing stuff in the cart. You're not looking for things that are on sale because you are hungry and you're definitely not checking prices at other stores because we're only going to one store. And then you're probably not paying attention to quantities. You're just throwing them in there. And then, like we said, you definitely grab a few things that you hadn't planned to buy from, you know, like the prominent displays right by the till when you walk by and there's the Cadbury chocolate, like 24 piece bar. And you're like, yes, I need that, <laughs> you know? And so usually that means that like, obviously you're spending more money than you want to. You're going to leave with high calorie convenient items that you don't actually need. Like that chocolate bar, your anything goes choices don't align with your fitness goals. So my pizza sub, or you just generally buy too much food, right? Like, I mean, we're talking about like bad food, but like how often have you been in the produce section and you just like fill your cart with all of these vegetables and then they just rot in the fridge, right? And that drives up your costs if it spoils before you eat it. And like just 
generally speaking, it's going to derail your fitness plan if you overeat it to avoid wasting it, whatever it might be, not necessarily from the produce aisle. Maybe better advice would be something like don't grocery shop without a plan. That's got to be the thing. Because with a solid plan, you're more likely to make choices that are going to support your habits and reflect your budget also. You're not going to mindlessly shop. You're not going to waste food and you're not going to overspend. So the absolute best way to maximize the savings is to plan your meals for the month. This might seem super daunting at first, but it's actually really simple. You can just reuse one week four times, or you can swap some recipes in and out of a weekly template if you prefer a little bit of variety. That that way, every planned meal is going to help you with your budget. If you set out the time to put meals on the calendar, you can break down your grocery shopping into two manageable pieces. You're going to buy for the month, and then you're also going to weekly buy as well. So that's how we're going to divide this down, monthly and weekly. So let's start with monthly, because... This isn't something I would say that's talked about quite often, but things like frequently used ingredients, these are the things that should be purchased in bulk and at discount stores. So these are the items that show up in many meals and they won't perish if they're stored properly. So a few examples, oatmeal, pancake mix, condiments, egg whites, but you got to keep an eye on that because they definitely don't last forever, but they do last long. Things like canned food, frozen vegetables, frozen fruit, those types of things, so on, so on. You can also look at buying meat in bulk if you have the freezer space. And then you're going to package smaller quantities in freezer-safe bags that reflect the meals you'll make in the month. Just make sure that you plan for the week in advance, though. Like, get the frozen meat in the fridge ahead of time so that it can thaw. I mean, that's that's an obvious note, but... I'm, I am the most guiltiest person for totally forgetting to do that. And now like my week is shot, right? Some of the monthly items might even be purchased every other month if they'll keep for a long time. And if you have a family member or a friend who is on the same nutrition wavelength, you might find opportunities to make even larger pers- purchases that reduce the price further because then you're going to be splitting the food and cost of it, Right. Actually, Whitney and I used to do this where we would plan our meals. We'd go to the grocery store. We would shop together. We'd buy it together. And then we'd come here and we'd cook together and we would just split it at the end. Like on the previous episode last week, I just talked about finding scenarios where you were successful. That was a time in my life when I was probably the, I wouldn't say the most because definitely training for the games. That was when I was the most, but when I was not training, that was a time in my life when I was probably the most successful was when I had someone else to split the behaviors and the habits with. So it's not necessarily the food and the cost in that scenario, right? It's actually the behavior and the habit. Something else to think about. Maybe that's for another episode. Costco and wholesale club stores, like those are often great places to save money on monthly purchases. And since they're monthly purchases, if you're heading into Regina or Saskatoon, that's an easy purchase, right? So here's an example. Um, I'm going to use common non-perishable items for simplicity, even if we might not advise you to consume these exact foods in bulk. Like this is just an example. Okay. Ketchup at a premium store might cost like $4.49 for a liter bottle, but the exact same ketchup can be found at a wholesale club like Costco in a two pack of 1.25 liter containers which means the price is going to break down to like four bucks for one liter. And you're going to save a buck 22 with the bulk buy. 
this, <laughs> this one blew my mind about peanut butter, like the really large peanut butter containers that like, if you go to superstore, they're like nine 99 or something. And you go to Costco and you get two of them for like eight 99. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was like, what the, that just blew my mind. But I mean, that is such a good thing to know because those savings are, they're going to add up as long as you're only buying things you need and never letting bulk purchases go to waste. So a monthly purchasing plan also allows you to take advantage of sales that pop up, right? Like in some cases, those savings can be even more significant. Sometimes boneless, skinless chicken breasts will go on sale. Say let's, I mean, these are just arbitrary numbers I'm kind of pulling out right now, but let's say like 12, 10 per kg on sale versus like 14, 31 per kilogram at their regular price. Like that's more than two bucks and 20 cents less per kilogram. So you might save like, I'm just doing some quick math here, like six to 10 bucks on just one item. If you have a meal plan and a little free freezer space, like 10 bucks. If you know what items you'll need in larger quantities every month, you can keep a lot of money in your bank account just by buying in bulk and capitalizing on sales. I am down for that one. That one is, that's a good tip. But sometimes when we section this out to weekly, so when you think about some items, like, especially this is where the fresh and the healthy choices, they're going to, they're going to fall. They might not last anywhere near a month. And so we don't want our food to go to waste. Quick tip here. Did you know that the USDA estimated food waste at 30 to 40% of the food supply and also at a cost of 161 billion dollars in 2010. That's that is a little old, but I read that and I was like, wow, I'm just going to say that again. The USDA estimated food waste at 30 to 40% of the food supply and a cost of 161 billion jeepers. Like if you're throwing food out regularly, holy, you can save a lot of money just by properly planning. So this is where weekly purchases are going to come in. If you know what you'll eat every week, you can make focused trips to get the required amounts of fresh fruit, things like vegetables, milk, eggs, the fresh baked items, so on. If anything goes bad before you get it, you just adjust the list for the next haul so that it's spot on, right? Like just subtract a, a loaf of bread or something. If you're a price comparer, or maybe you clip a few coupons, you can definitely find some significantly cheaper prices at certain stores. There's all kinds of apps that you can use that they'll just pull up coupons for you based on where you're located. I think that's super handy. Um, but as you get into the rhythm of weekly shopping, you're going to be able to spot peaks and valleys and prices. And you might even be able to make some clever, like budget friendly substitutions. Also like romaine lettuce is expensive this week, but maybe spinach is on sale so you grab spinach and you adjust a recipe and you save a couple bucks, right? In some cases, you might also get a great deal on certain items that you want to stock up on and you remove them from your monthly list. But this, my mom does this. She's got a pantry full of like, literally if the zombie apocalypse happened, that's, that's where I'm going is to rate all her food. Supermarkets often blow items out without a lot of warning you might be in the right place at the right time. So just make sure that you aren't buying for the sake of buying, like stick to your meal plan though, and only buy the sale items that are already part of that plan. It might be super tempting to just like grab the, the item that's on a mask on a, sorry, on a mass 
sale, but it's not actually on your plan. Remember that the point here is to save money, right? And stay on track. So with weekly shopping on a meal plan, your biggest saving will be found in three places. One, you're going to waste less food because you're buying the right quantities at the right times. Two, you'll always have food in the house. So you aren't tempted to order a $50 pizza because you didn't plan ahead. And lastly, you'll be able to take advantage of the sales on items you already need. So everything starts with a meal plan. Like after you create it, you can make your monthly and weekly lists. And then the longer you stick to the plan, the more precise your list will become. In short order, you'll become a routine machine <laughs> and you'll be able to dial it in with your budget, obviously. So here's, here's kind of an example. If you know that you have a thousand bucks for food in the month, you might determine that maybe you'll spend 400 bucks in one monthly trip and then 150 bucks a week. So with that data, you can then make adjustments when sales or bulk opportunities pop up just based on knowing what your budget is, right? If the monthly meal plan intimidates you, which it, you can almost like sense it in my voice as I said it, even though it really is a good tip, I just, that's not how I could operate, but I can't, I can do this. I could start small. So plan out the next three days and then get only the food you need to execute the plan for the next three days. You're not going to get the maximum savings that a monthly plan would bring, but you'll have a reusable three-day block to drop into a work in progress monthly plan, right? Think of any period of planning as a Lego block, and you can use this to create a larger plan for healthy eating and cost cutting. It's just practicing reps over and over again, just in smaller increments, right? It's a skill and you've got to learn it. So the keys to, of, to all of it, meal plans, grocery lists. Try not to sprint out of the store vegetable-free, but carrying three overpriced, less than nutritious frozen dinners and that sugary pie for dessert because it was sitting right by the till on a little table. That will definitely happen if you shop with an empty stomach and no plan. Like I'm putting my hand up right now. Guilty. <laughs> I hope that this episode has given you, you know, some things to think about and maybe some principles that you can practice. If you need help matching up healthy eating habits with your fitness goals, you know that we're just a conversation away. So there's a link in the bio, just make sure or in, in the show notes, just make sure that you click it and you can book your free no sweat intro with us or to sit down with a nutrition coach. This is what our job is. We want to make it as easy as possible for you so that you can take advantage of tips and tricks like this to get you some momentum to not only see results, but also save money while you're doing it, Right we can all save a buck, that's a good thing. I think one of the last places that you should make sure you're visiting is our free Facebook group, health, fitness, nutrition, mindset in Yorkton. Even if you're not from Yorkton, this is one place where we're always talking about, you know, what kind of tips and tricks can we implement to either get better results, save money, you know, prep food when you're busy, et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds of free eBooks and freebies and stuff coming out in there. There's lots of support from the group. Many of these other people are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. So it's a really supportive group. Pop in there if you're not in there already. All right. Episode 97 guys. Thanks for listening. If something in here was a good gold nugget for you, share it with me. Give me some feedback. We'll catch you next week.